Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. Uh, maybe not so much so when I'm not with my vice mayor. But uh, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. And simply for betting $1 on any team to score, you can win $100 in free bets. Uh, it's that simple. You just get that $100 in free bets, and then you can recoup some of these lost funds from your holiday season. Uh, but I am, of course, like I said, without my vice mayor. Uh, he is off uh, watching family members get married, and I wish him the best and his family. But uh, I did replace him, and it might be permanent, so we'll see what happens here. <laughs> I am joined by one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Uh, his government name is Michael Velasco, but he won't have me at calling him that. Tonight, we are joined by the one and only Rock Knowledge. Rock, what is up, my man? Man, it is good to be here. Good to be vice mayor for the evening. Yes, yeah. Inter- you are, interim, uh, interim, vice interim mayor. vice mayor. Yeah, right. Interim, yeah. You know, so we'll that see works. what happens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes it's like it's like sports. Sometimes that interim manager title goes on to work out into t- the manager. Right? You just stick this around. could be one of those cases. Absolutely. And I, I needed to have you on this episode for a very particular reason. Uh, the reason is I wanted to talk this week a little bit about the sports card craze that has kind of taken America by storm a bit during the pandemic. And the reason I wanted to talk with you is because not only are you uh, my my right-hand man when it comes to uh, acquiring baseball cards. Actually, I'm your yes. right-hand man. You acquire them for me. I just, <laughs> I just give you, I just funnel you money. But uh, yes. we also have a very similar uh, passion for this kind of stuff, right? Like yeah. you and I have both been collecting cards since we were kids and we fall right into this category of the nostalgic... Uh, and I'm not I'm not going to call us millennials, but that's the category they've said card collecting is. But I'm just going to say we're 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 hooked on that nostalgic narcotic, and we enjoy definitely much uh, in collecting cards now again as adults. Yes, absolutely. Um, when did you when did you get started? When did you get started? Um, late '80s. Me and my okay. dad. '87 uh, tops, wood grain, the classic wood grain set. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we started collecting those. Um, God, this those is back when you can go cards. to when when Costco was price when it was Price Club, mm-hmm. and you can go into Price Club and they had you could actually buy wax boxes. Yes, at yes. you could buy wax boxes, complete sets at Costco. Right. Um, and we had friends that actually ran a baseball card shop. I was playing little league with one of the kids, um, and just had a love for baseball even before the cards. And then my dad introduced me. Because my dad collected a little bit of, when he was a kid. And um, I, yeah, it was 87, man. I was a huge Oakland A's fan. Um, Jose Canseco was life at that point for me. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I will never forget being at Valley West Mall and getting a pack of 87 tops out of a vending machine and going home and opening that pack up. And I pulled my first ever Jose Canseco card. I will never oh. forget that day. I was oh. so stoked. That is um, that card is worth a whopping thirty-two cents today, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Um, it is nostalgia. Uh, yeah, baseball, baseball is nostalgic to me. Baseball cards is tied to that, so it's very, very much a thing that I love growing up. That I kind of got out of in my late teens, kind of crawled back in my early twenties, and then um, just over the course of the pandemic, you know, being home bored. You know, what can I, what can I waste my money on since I'm not going right, out? Right, right. 
Right. So I started buying baseball cards on Amazon. Yeah. Yep. There it is. Yeah. I'll, I will tell you, okay. Like, so for me, I, I loved all sorts of cards when I was a kid. Right. And I think one of the things I remember about it was kind of like, uh, I don't, it's, it was one of those weird things, kind of like comic books mm-hmm. where, but I'll even say cards were more like this than comic books where I would go into a shop and there was as many adults in there shopping as there were kids, right? Yeah. It was, it was that true uh, point on the Venn diagram where boys and men, you know, actually, you know, had that same legitimate interest, it seemed, in in this thing, right? Like yeah. sports and especially cards, because I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I often credit cards and such with being why I got into sports more than the other way around. Like I didn't like sports first and then got into cards. I, I almost yeah. remember collecting cards and being into cards more first than I was into sports. Yeah. I grew up here, you know, you grew up here, right? In Phoenix. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. So we grew up, we grew up without a baseball team, right? Like a lot of people who grew up here. So that was, I think that was one thing was the, the sport for me was the Phoenix Suns, right? Like, okay, the, yeah. like basketball was the sport, but then like baseball kind of was this thing where you could, yeah, especially not having a team, you could pick and choose which team you like. You could pick and choose which players you liked and were into, you know, like, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of a wide open world. And I mean, it, it, it sucks not having a team, but it is kind of free. It's nice and freeing to like be without the confines of needing to root for your local sports team, you know, like that, that, that guilt of not yeah. rooting for your team in your town, you know, yeah, I was an Oakland A's fan at the time because we didn't have a team here. Yeah. Um, and I like the giants because it was a, the Bay area thing, you know, the closest thing that we had to a baseball team in Arizona was the firebirds. Yes. Which at yes. the time was the farm team, AAA affiliate for the San Francisco giants. And, um, I remember spending countless nights at Phoenix Muni watching, Matt Williams, Tony Pettis Chica, <laughs> you know, who hopefully one day through the help of the good folks at PHNX, I can get a, a an actual meeting with him as an adult. Even oh my god. I met him as a kid when I was like eight. He signed I I somewhere at my at my at my dad's house. I have the autograph that he signed for me. He was my favorite player um on the Firebirds. So to see Tony Pettis Chica now being a coach for the Diamondback, it's we need crazy. to make this happen. We need to make this meeting happen. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, so let me, I'll say this about Tony, by the way, just not to interrupt you, but yeah. he's my favorite guy to listen to banter with players during spring training, especially, yeah. right? Because during spring training, everything's kind of laid back and cool. So he'll literally like the opposing players come up and they'll just be like, what's up, Tony? And then like, how's your kids, man? How? Like, I remember draw Dyson and him having like a full on what felt like a 20 minute conversation while he yeah. was on base <laughs> during a spring training game. One That's time. Awesome. So, oh man, he's, he's loved by the players. Absolutely. Yeah, man. That was, it was so much fun, you know, being a kid, you know, having, at least having, some form, and, and then the cool part about that was when the players were rehabbing, you would get the, the stars, they'd come, they'd be in town for two yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, those, those were big games. In, yeah, those were everybody came out for those, you know, right? And it, it was cool. They used to give out as one of the giveaways, they would give you like a team set of the Firebirds, and there was always a vendor at the game that sold packs of baseball cards. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's a uh, it's crazy, man. Like they call it the junk, the junk wax era is the is what they refer to that as because it was just 
wax packs and just a lot of junk baseball yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not a lot of value to them. They they were mass produced, but you know. But that was part was of fun. the fun. The fun was that you knew you were going to get the same cards over and you over. You never like, knew what you were going to get. That, that's why they were trading cards, right? Yep. You know, like that's the moment that you you're like, all right, well, here's if if you were if you were a good card collector, you had <laughs> you had your one uh binder Yep. With with your good cards in it, and then you absolutely you kept the other ones either in a shoebox or something, or in another binder, uh, maybe to make them look a little bit more impressive to your friends when you wanted to trade them. I always used to pull that shtick. I'd like put my I'd put the ones I wanted to trade in a binder and be like, "Well, I don't know, what are you going to give me for that one?" They were like, I had five of them, but that's how. Shoot, I man. I mean, on top of the trading <laughs> card aspect, at that point in time, you would also get your baseball cards and a stick of bubble gum. Yes. Yeah, the kid, kids love bubble gum. Yeah, there. Yeah, it was. It was like I'm. I'm already. I'm already in for the bubble gum. You had me at the cards. Right. You're gonna give me bubble gum. Uh, I, I will say this though. They. You talked about. You know, kind of the ups and downs of it, and that I think that is something that was the most surprising about the re- resurgence of of trading cards, right? Because. We we came from a generation where everything was collectible. Shit, yeah. my grandma used to, my nana used to hang on to TV guides because she thought they were going to be valuable one day. You never she was know. the one. She was the one that made us keep our Star Wars toys pristine because she knew that they were like this big deal and would always tell us all the time what a big deal the Star Wars toys were. Little did we know. Little did we know. If my nana had her way, them shits would have stayed in boxes in our attic, and I would have been a I'd be a millionaire right now. Yeah. Right? But um it's it, it it is. It's this, it's these ups and downs. It's never knowing what is gonna catch on, what's gonna be the next big wave, right? And yep. I think I, I was very, very surprised. Like uh, there's been a lot of talk about everything collectible going digital, which we'll talk about and I just yeah. can't believe in, right? But yeah, um, you know, there I, you know what my low point was? I was watching the Kevin Smith show Comic Book Men. And I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with it, but it's on Netflix, oh, yeah. right? Okay. So there's an episode. And like typically on the show, it's about people coming in and having their comic books evaluated. And <laughs> in one episode, this guy brings in his Marvel cards. And you and I are big Marvel fans. Yep. And of course, <laughs> collecting trading cards. Once once we got into like garbage pail kids and uh, other stuff, I was in on everything. Like it didn't matter what it was, but I will tell you the one thing I wanted every single card of was the Marvel trading cards that they yes. had in, in in like the mid nineties. And I mean, I mean it. Like I went to swap meets hunting shit down. I overpaid for holograms. I did it all right. But uh, I <laughs> was watching an episode of Comic Book Man, and a guy brings in his set of Marvel cards to see if he could sell them to the shop. And here was the most disheartening moment in my card collecting lifetime (laughs) is watching this show on Netflix, knowing that I have a full set of that in a binder in my office right now that I could easily access. Right. And I couldn't wait. I was sitting in front of the TV, rubbing my hands. Not only were these cards worthless, but he offered to let him go through some boxes he had in the basement and just take the missing the ones he was missing in his set for free. Now that's 
something could be worthless, but that is a different level of worthless when a yeah. shop that makes money on selling those is willing just to give you the ones you're missing yeah. from your set for free because they know how worthless those are, right? Now, yeah, that's the reason sometimes why stuff ends up becoming valuable again, right? Is because everybody deems it to be worthless. People throw right. their stuff away. Yep. They trash them. They don't treat them with the same respect because they're not worth any money. And next thing you know, somehow, you know, this guy over here, Captain Caveman, is sitting on a uh, uh, <laughs> one of the last set, full sets of Marvel cards somehow, some way, during a time where Marvel movies and television shows are an all-time high. Who knows, right? That's yeah. the reason why we hang on to this shit. But cards were just so much fun, you know? Yeah. And uh, again, it was it was surprising that they had the resurgence that they did. What was, uh, what was, I mean, you, you talked about buying and you and I both bought during the pandemic. Yeah. That's when we both started getting into cards again. But what, when did you know, when did you find out that like trading cards were popular again? Um, honestly, when I started seeing a lot of YouTube channels that were ran by baseball card shops that would do live breaks. And what that is, is say there's a, a blaster box of baseball cards. There's 10 packs. 10 people will buy, will buy a, 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 one of the packs at random. They'll break the cards live online. Whatever's in that pack is what you get. And I started seeing more and more of these videos. And then you would notice when you would go to your Target, your Walmarts, where they would normally have like walls full of every type of baseball, basketball, football, Pokemon, whatever card. Yeah, Magic the Gathering. And they still had all walls those. Yeah, were wiped out. Yeah. No yeah. matter when you went. Yeah. And just honestly, like, and then just doing, you know, just researching stuff online, just to see, you know, what's going on? Like, what, what is, what is behind all of this? And. That was my moment, by the way, too, when I walked into a random Target one day and there was a sign on the door yeah. saying that they they were no longer going to stock cards because of, like, it said something on there due, due to the increase in um violence or something. Yeah, there were like, people that were, like, fighting over baseball cards like they, like, you would see people who were fighting over the next Jordan release. Like, can you imagine going to Target to get like uh, some t-shirts, some towels, some dish soap? Yeah, and you look there, over to the I'm left to get and a see new two grown set. men fighting over a pack of baseball cards. Like, I love, I, I love baseball. I love baseball cards. Uh, I don't. I hope I never get to the point where I'm fighting somebody over a pack of, ba of baseball hey, cards. Hey, and it's not just that. I mean, the world is. Oh, transitioning yeah. to this collectible world right i went to target one day not too long ago and i was just there because i was on my way to the office and i thought i needed to grab just a couple of quick items and yeah. target was literally on my way so i thought i'd stop and i was like five minutes early before they opened and i got there and there were a bunch of people kind of waiting out but out front but oh, shit. it wasn't your typical uh group of people right like it wasn't it was a bunch of guys kind of my age kind yeah. of all grouped up in front of the door and i i'm not exaggerating about this because they were joking about it themselves they were like stretching they were stretching they were getting oh, they their were getting to run as soon they as they were getting their hammies loose yeah 
right? And like I said, they were joking about it. I don't know if they knew each other or what, right? Doors open. Boom. Guys take off. Not all of them, because some of them were older dudes who just weren't, they weren't about, they weren't about that life. They weren't about right. the running life, right? But, you know, of the, I'd say, let's say just for argument's sake, there's about 10 dudes, about half of them took off running. The other dudes went, you know, kind of quick walking, quick stepping. Nobody grabbed a cart. Everybody went to the same department. That department was the toy section. So as I watched them all kind of get oh, over yeah. there, I thought, I was like, what, what is going on? Like, what dropped? Is this a video game thing? Like, what is this about? And the Target, uh, you know, person that, like, opened the doors that I kind of calmly walked past, like, was just shaking his head. <laughs> and I go, what's that all about? And he goes, Hot Wheels. And I go, are you shitting wow. me? I was like, are you, wait, Hot Wheels? <laughs> That's about Hot Wheels. He's like, yep. Every Wednesday, and I was like, every fucking Wednesday, what? Like, I couldn't believe it. And apparently, there is this thing where, like, again, there's certain very valuable Hot Wheels, and yeah. for the most part, Hot Wheels are a mass-produced toy. Majority yeah, of, them, of them, majority of them are yeah. worthless. Right? They're not even worth the fifty cents they cost once you open up the box. But apparently, there are like Chase. Hot Wheels, and there are auctions where these things can go for tens of thousands of dollars for really a Hot Wheel because they made like five of them and put them out throughout the country, almost like a Willy Wonka golden ticket kind of situation. Like, I'm not very familiar with it, but I have a toy collector friend who kind of informed me the rest of the way. I because <laughs> I that asked sounds him, about right though. Once, I mean, they once the guy told me figures. about the Hot Wheels. They have sure, like the chase, chase editions yeah. of the our, our Funko Pops, and I guess when it comes to the card realm, you know these guys are all trying to get there. They're trying to get the autographs, the memorabilia cards. Like some of these insert cards that they're doing these days, like it blows my mind. It's, like what they're doing. Well, and that's part of it, right? It's really it, it, the cards themselves are cooler than ever. They right? They're they're not the cards that we grew up with where they no. had to put gum in them, right? The the, the now they will literally have a piece of a historic jersey from a game like oh yeah. this this is a piece of his jersey from game six of you know the world series or something ridiculous yeah, like right? that you know but uh before we get on i wanted to remind you guys all once again uh go over to DraftKings sportsbook app uh use our code of phmx and for just betting one dollar on any team to score you will get a hundred dollars in free bets instantly turn around Bet your free bets. Don't listen to me and anything I do. Uh, Rock will definitely laugh in my face for telling you to bet on the Cardinals. And obviously, that <laughs> didn't go well today. But I wasn't going to say anything. No, nah, I know. I appreciate it. You're a good guy. You're a better guy than that. But uh, go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now and uh, get a same-game parlay for maybe Monday Night Football, uh, whatever you want to get. But yeah. combine multiple bets from the same game or multiple games for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. Uh, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and draw your cash whenever you want. And our code again was PHNX, which will get you $100 in free bets uh, for betting $1 on any NFL team should they score. Uh, remember, 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Rock. Yes. So we get into this modern time. And uh, again, part of it, you know, people 
Uh, I read an article that said part of it kind of went back to the last dance documentary and people kind of being stuck at home. You know, then, you know, they, they started remembering a lot of these scenarios that, that was described in documentary. You start thinking about these players again. Sure. Start going to the, start going to the attic or the closet, busting out that, that shoot box you still have. A lot of us still have those cards just based on the fact that, again, like you said, they really weren't worth a lot. You weren't going to get much for them. So, but you also didn't want to be that guy that threw away the box of comic books that were all number ones for Spider-Man and Captain America and such, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's the story we all heard in the like, late oh, yeah. 80s and 90s. We which all had a friend. We, yeah, <laughs> we held on to all of our shit because Whose of that. parents just one day just, yeah. oh, he hasn't touched these in 10 years. Oh, it's gone now. It's gone now. Yeah, yeah totally. But um, yeah, man, I mean some of these cards that they started putting out uh like you said the the special edition cards uh the just some of I the mean, value. everything you know yeah. when you see a Shohei Otani rookie card that's worth like $75,000 yeah or there's you know someone if you're a football fan there's Patty Mahomes rookie cards that are worth like 80 to $100,000 for a card like so it's very much I mean, it's it's a. I mean, you can consider it a form of currency at that point, because there is a market. There is a market for all of this. There are collectors that want to get their hands on these. There are people who are going to buy these packs, buy these boxes, with the hopes of pulling something on that level of epicness. Um, and I mean, and then the other side of things is, this is definitely not the baseball card pricing that we grew up with, as far as what they cost per pack. Yeah. You're not going to find dollar packs. Some of these packs are $100, $500. You might it might be like two cards per pack. It's crazy. Like it's crazy. some of these ones and some of these ones come in like briefcases like case sealed <laughs> with three separate boxes and it's yeah. if you see any of these videos of these cards being broken online it, it is insane. Like these cards are gorgeous. Yeah, and the, the presentation is gorgeous. Everything about it, yeah, it it, it might not warrant paying a hundred dollars for a pack, but at the same time, it definitely makes you feel like right. You got you know, something it's, special, right? And well, that's a big thing about baseball cards is 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 that n- not knowing what you're going to get when you buy that pack. Oh yeah, that's, that's why it. it's exciting. Yeah, but then what you had, especially last year, as part of that whole thing, right, was oh, these auctions where these cards were going for just ridiculous amounts of money it seemed like when when we were in 2020 and and even the start of 2021 there was just one record being broken after the next as far as like this mickey mantle card being sold for five like five and a half million and uh the the bigger thing was a a michael jordan rookie card sold at auction for seven hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars um and the 85 flare edition one yeah Two weeks earlier, the same card sold for two hundred fifteen thousand. It was a two hundred forty three percent value increase in fourteen days. Uh, shit was it's crazy, shit, right? It's out like of control. Ups and downs, well, and and you have all these celebrities and people that have money. That's the bigger thing. Is there's a lot more people that just have ridiculous amounts of money that are willing to spend it on things like this. That, like you said, kind of become a form of currency when they're this value. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, Bill Simmons, I know that's one guy that really got a lot yeah. of people interested in cards again. So again, having people that have some reach, you know, talk about doing again is all exciting. But for me personally, it was you with the Project 70 cards. Oh man, Tops knocked it out the park with that. 
Yeah, talk a little bit about what what Tops Project Seventy are. Yeah, so I honestly just stumbled upon it randomly going to the Tops website. I don't even know why I went to the Tops website. Um, uh, probably well, to find we know, something. We know why. We know why yeah, you were trying, you were to, trying to find something a... regarding my man crush, who was Fernando Tatis Jr. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> and they had this series called Project Seventy, where they gathered um, artists, content creators, you know, people who are creatives in mind. And they would design a baseball card of a current player, former player. And this ranged from, you know, from your players in the 50s and the 60s to the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s to present. And they would just do, they would do a card. Like an artist would design a Tatis card. Like an artist would, like Snoop Dogg did a card. Uh, DJ Ski did a Satchel Page Nas Illmatic card. Um, there's, it's just, it was a really cool series that spanned, it's actually still going, um, it, it it's is. ran, it, they're still making, not as, cause they were doing like four every day. Now it's like once every week, I think they do it. Yeah. But, there was, it, it was, it was kind of out of hand there for a minute. They needed to stop because I was, I only had, well, so cause I was money. always messaging you like, Hey, I'm about to order this <laughs> Randy Johnson hitting the bird card. Do you want one? Yes. That's literally what it constantly like, was. But, and but, almost like, every but, time but, it was Randy Johnson hitting yeah, a bird and my the answer. Nintendo Randy Johnson yes. like design card is so dope with the duck hunt and the bird yeah. and the ball. And you know, and, it was, there's some really cool designs that got done. And the thing about it is like, they range in price from $20 to right now there are some on there uh, that cost from them up to $170. These cards are available for a limited time. And once yep. they are sold, that's it. And yeah, and it's like four days yeah. is each is the life of you, you. You can buy them for up to four days. And the, and the more expensive ones that he's referring to, those are typically like the artist proof. So those are like limited to like 10 or 20. They also do like a signed artist proof, but those typically are sold out immediately. Yeah. And yeah. like and and the cost point's not that bad. It's 20 bucks. All the cards are 20 bucks that you're gonna buy. Sure. So 20 bucks isn't bad. It's a cool card. Unless it you're comes going in a hard one case. Of those you're talking about. Yeah. Like the presentation is dope. Case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you can it's I have I think I bought probably 20 or 30. Well, and I've noticed the value on them kind of instantly goes up i've looked yeah. at some of the cards i bought on ebay and see them selling uh yeah. for easily double of twenty dollars once they've, yeah, which is pretty once cool. they've gone away and are no longer available and i it mean it's fun too it is fun it is fun and we are kind of living in a time now where that is kind of part of our shopping culture right is be you kind of have to have to make a decision things aren't available yeah. for a long period of time and it's kind of a smart marketing move they, they make you make a decision and you don't have a lot of time and when you make when you don't make the decision but you want that card and you missed out on it ah oh, that's a terrible feeling let me it's tell happened you, to me but, a couple times where i woke up too late thought i had more time yeah i thought you there know, was more time a more and yeah um another good thing about the, the whole series i think the fact that they have they're having so many different creatives design these cards it's bringing they're, they're trying to expand baseball and baseball cards to different areas different markets different um different groups of people sure. who may not normally care about baseball cards like snoop snoop dog did a did a handful you know he did a he, he did a handful of cards like you don't necessarily think about baseball cards and snoop dog together but it works Right, like that's right. really cool. Like, and 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 some of these younger players, you know, they're 
they're fun, they're exciting, and their fans are going to gravitate towards these because these are not your typical baseball cards. You know, it's very true. It's very true, and and it's good cross marketing because it, yeah. like you said, it's it's just a way to get your your superstar young players out there a little bit more. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I like I was realizing the other day because uh, I, I I'm a big fan of hockey, but I was realizing how few of like hockey players I actually know are superstars, right? Like the good, I'm, I'm familiar with names and I've played sure. fantasy hockey. So that always kind of makes you a bit more familiar with the sport, but like baseball and hockey are two sports where I feel like both need to market their players better. And if they did, it would lead to more popularity in the sport just marketing the players with nicknames and commercials and shit like that, that makes you familiar with them. Right. And like, for me, again, going back to my point, when I was a kid, this is how I knew who guys were yeah. in baseball. This is because, I mean, here in Phoenix, if it wasn't a Chicago based team, good luck or, or, or the Braves, good luck yeah. seeing them. Right. So yeah. it wasn't always easy to watch or be familiar with teams that weren't one of those three teams. And uh, I, I don't know. I just really, enjoyed learning more about the sport through that you know and yeah and like i i don't know it was another point you made it was a connection with my dad you know we had some good times and it was like it was that moment that you kind of go from being like a child to being <clears throat> kind of like your dad's friend a bit right yeah. where now we have something we can talk about now we have something we can yeah i mean same here to. i mean there was a lot of, a lot of my good memories around being a kid with me and my dad we would either be going to baseball card shops or when they when they actually had like the actual baseball card shows at valley west mall chris town mall or they would set up in like the conference rooms at big hotels and it would be vendors from around the country and it's just cards yeah. you know you can go yeah. in there and kid in a candy store man kid in a yeah. candy store there's stuff everywhere and it was that and spring training, getting to go see the guys and have yes. them sign your cards. And, you know, again, yeah. we, we were lucky here in Arizona for that factor because we got uh, an entire array of teams that came here that we got to yeah. go. I, I uh, got see. so many autographs outside of Phoenix Municipal Stadium because, one, we were always there for spring training. And, two, the way it was set up, the way the players had to walk out, they had to walk past you. They had to. And if and you were a kid, the, time, the majority of the not? guys were pretty cool. You know, totally. A handful of guys that were just absolutely terrible. Jose Canseco for one, yeah. Mark McGuire for another. But that's you needed here there. Yeah. You know, uh, good times. It, it, it was fun, man. It, it's yeah. something that um, brings back a lot of good memories when I think about, you know, trading cards and baseball. And things were so much simpler when all I cared about was getting <laughs> my next pack of cards or my next uh, my next wax box. And man. You aren't lying. You it's aren't crazy lying. to think how far things have come now to, where, to, to the state of the game, uh, where baseball's at. And I think baseball's slowly starting to realize that they need to do better when it comes to marketing towards the younger people. Yeah. And I think they currently have the best group of young stars to make that happen. Yeah. No, you're right. If They're they can very just, exciting right now. They're if this very stupid... I swear to God, this labor dispute better be resolved. <laughs> they cannot afford to do this again. No, don't worry. According to Jesse Friedman, it will be over January 28th. And he is so dead positive on that that I could, I'm starting to believe it. I'm starting to believe Look, it. But I said it on Twitter, and I'll say it again. Steroids are not going to save baseball again. 
like they did in 98. Yep. Yep. You ain't going to so hit a go on strike and a, see what happens. Yeah, Don't go on strike. You're not going to hit a hundred home runs. Well, that's the thing was the, the lockout was kind of like supposedly the owners moved to make sure a strike didn't happen. But as far as reports were like the baseball players weren't going to go on strike. So it was just, I don't, I don't know what, what the posturing is all about, but hopefully we can get it resolved sooner than later because this sport cannot take, like no. you said, cannot take another work stoppage or a delay because not only did we have that one back then, but it's, it's, people did not forget what happened during the pandemic when they had such a hard time getting baseball going again. So you can't, no, you can't forget about that. But, and, 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 uh, and that goes for any, that goes for any sport. Like I don't, I don't ever want to have to deal with billionaires fighting with millionaires. There you go. There like you, go. you guys are disgusting. <laughs> well, when we get back on track, I yes. do have an article right now up on gophnx.com about the top five prospects. MLB lists uh, drop their 100 okay. uh, top 100 draft prospects and the D backs, Right now, have the number two pick. There, there could be some change based on what happens with the CBA and the draft because it would affect the twenty twenty two draft. But we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. As of now, the Diamondbacks pretty much guaranteed to get one of those top five guys. So I uh, wrote an article on that. Guys, go check that out over at gophnx.com. If you're not a member already, uh, sign up to become a member. You can get annual membership, and it'll get you a free T-shirt over at the PHNX Locker. Uh, and there's some wonderful T-shirts over there, let me tell you. Uh, but also, you can get uh, our month-to-month option, and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, and again, that's uh, over at gophnx.com. Become a member. Become a family member. Rock's my family member. You can be a family yes. member, too. Uh, get us on the members-only Discord, and there's also all sorts of members-only uh, discounts that you can get for the phnxlocker.com. So join us over here, please. Uh, but I brought it up earlier, and I know there's kind of one form that I enjoy, but this whole digital trend is very strange and weird to us. We're very caveman-like when it comes to the whole non-fungible tokens thing and the idea of like digital pictures and videos and even sound clips being worth money and being traded for right like the other day i got an offer from uh mlbshop.com and it was to to spend 99 dollars or more and you'd get a a free nft jersey and all i could think was like what the hell do i want that for like how does that entice me in any way right but it's because i'm not into this thing right uh i i I don't care about it i don't collect them i'm not interested in collecting it i i like physical stuff uh i don't (laughs) i don't need to have like digital media and such that i would go to an app or a website to collect I've I've kind of gotten hooked on that stuff before in video games and whatnot, and I've mm-hmm. I've kind of gotten over it, right? Like I will say this as far as NFTs and, and things go, because I know like the NBA one, uh the NBA NFT one, uh NBA top shot, they do like cards and stuff. So like you buy packs and you open it up and then the NFTs are like cards. So it hmm. reminds me of like MLB the show. Sure. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I love that shit. MLB, MLB the show and NBA 2K22, they have me hooked on yeah. the whole earning cards and opening. I try, I don't spend actual money on it. I just try to earn it based on the rewards in the game and such. That's right. How but, I am. Yeah. yeah, right. I like try my best not to actually like spend my money after I've already bought the game like I did. But I uh, it's it's addictive and it's fun. And I as as stupid as it seemed the first time I did it. 
now like man i love ripping the cards open like i don't even flip them all at once i do them one by one just so i could individually you know take a look at them and do all that shit like so uh, as much as i mock digital currency and or digital collecting i I will say that in the games it kind of has me a little bit yeah it's it's uh I, i i fall in the same area that you do like i don't fully understand it i don't see the value i guess in having a digital this or a digital that like one person I, I, I've said, here's one else too here's what one person said to me that made sense more than anything else they were like don't you collect stuff that you don't really do anything with and all it does is take up space in your house yeah. and i said yeah i got a lot of that shit and they were like well if it was digital it would still be the same thing where you own something that's gaining value and you can sell it for more than you bought it for, but you just don't have it physically taking up space in your house. And I hated how much that logic appealed to me, especially in my office right now. That's like completely overloaded, but not only I'm looking around and I'm like, yeah, there's toys, bunch of of shit up there. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff in here. Right. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, that kind of made sense to me, but that's about it. Don't you enjoy, like, I enjoy having the stuff in my house, though. Like, even if it is action figures I don't open that I hang on a peg on my wall, I, I, I still like looking at it and having it be a physical I do thing too, I own. Because every once in a while, I'll open up a door, open up a closet. I'm like, oh, here's this box of figures. Let me just see what's in there again because I kind of forgot. my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, let, you know, like a little treasure hunt in your yeah, own house. Yeah, but know? I mean, yeah, the, that, the description that that person gave, that does make a lot of sense. You can have all these digital collectibles and they're not taking up space in your physical world. But I'm like, right. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I just need to do more more research to better understand, like, because it, it seems like everybody's, and that's the thing too. Everybody's doing NFTs now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm waiting for, like, I'm waiting for, I'm just, it's going to invade every aspect of life. I just, I don't, I want my friends coming up to me with an app and being like, hey, check out my... Yeah. Check out my NFTs. I'm going to be like, I don't give a shit. Get your NFTs out of my face. Like, that's right. exactly what I see happening. Yeah. You know, is, 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 oh, I got, I got my phone on me and I can always show you my NFTs. I don't give a damn about yeah. your NFTs. Let's have some yeah. drinks and talk about sports. I, I want to look at it. I agree. Right? But I agree. You know, I don't know. Maybe get to the point where you have a badass app where you have some 3D ass digital, you know, trading cards on you all the time that you don't have to be carrying around a brick of your cards uh i might change my tune like i said the 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 one thing that did kind of make me feel differently about that was mlb the show yeah you know i was all about those packs oh all about them not enough to buy them just yet nope didn't didn't spend my money didn't spend my money free as long as long as you look we, we we come from a different age, right? We're we're not young people. Uh, if you give us an opportunity to earn the things instead of buying them with real money, we're gonna we're gonna earn them. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll look at your Facebook page. We'll share it with our friends. We'll do whatever you want us to do. But especially when a free, big part of earning those packs in that game is just actually playing the game. Yeah, just playing the game. Yeah, oh, like oh, twist my arm. Oh oh oh, I'm I have to sit here. and play video games. It's the worst. Yes. Uh, my man, Rock, I appreciate you as always joining me. Uh, yes, sir. This is the first time we've had you on this podcast, though, and we're going to definitely need to have you back to talk about best baseball, especially when baseball gets its act 
in gear and gets back uh, to playing. But you can get Rock on Twitter at Rock Knowledge. That's R-O-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E. You can get me on ca- uh, at Cap underscore K Man with a K. This show, of course, is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports, and that is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please make sure to subscribe to us there. Drop us a five-star review. I know, I know Jesse's not here and he's typically the five-star man, but look with the rock knowledge that knowledge, the knowledge that rock knowledge dropped tonight, he's a five-star man. So leave us a five-star review and make sure to jump over to YouTube and subscribe to us there. Sign up for notifications. So you don't miss any of our Arizona sports content that's coming out uh, at all, at all times. We're always coming out. I I know there's going to be some sad Arizona Cardinals podcast coming out and rocks who is not an Arizona Cardinals fan is going to listen to to them and laugh and, and drink beers and then laugh some more while it goes on. But uh, hopefully that doesn't bother you guys too much. Rock. I appreciate you joining me, my man. Like I said, we need to have you back for sure. Uh, On behalf of rock and myself uh, and myself, we thank you guys so much for joining us. And remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you collect the cards.